on Saturday. I'm headed down to the lake, just my buddy and me. Got my boat hooked up to my Chevy truck. I'm running high on luck, I ain't ever coming down. Time to back the boat down the ramp again. Do everything we can to come back in with a wind sack. That's a life of a fisherman you wouldn't understand. Something you can't fill on dry land. You gotta get your arms way up in a cup. Set the hook on small mouth bass and then you'll understand. You gotta get your hands on a shamari and a jeal and try to let you like what you feel. Stay on a day, give the world. Hello, welcome to my world. Let me pull that down and loosen up the old neck muscles a little bit. Man, it feels like it's been a minute. Barry Davis in the house, Walton Doyle, Richie Martinez, Andy Andrews. What is going on? Todd Patrick's already in the house. What's up, my brother? What's up? Uh, we've got uh, Ian Hayes, Sam Jones. You guys are in and popping. Uh, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Um, let me let me kill my world there by old Tyler Waller. I'm uh I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Michael Grant, what's up, my brother? What's going on? Um, it has uh I think I'm recovered. I think I'm rested. I think I'm uh I'm ready to get back to action. Uh the 10. Woo! The 10. Man, what an event that turned out to be. What just, I mean, <laughs> I've made it no secret on any show that I've ever done. Uh, you know, chasing what I'm chasing in this industry. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. I know that I love this community and getting to go down for my second event of the 10 and getting to uh getting to partake in that and then getting the phone call from Hoove. uh for those of you that already know the story bear with me i'm gonna make it short getting the phone call from Hoove while i was at a boat ramp and uh who's not a very humble human being um and and seeing him hearing in his voice um the fear and the humility and and the fear for his wife and in his wife's life was uh was very intense and uh he uh he basically hopped on a plane and took off and uh and kind of left the reins over to me um you know and obviously the rest of the kbf staff um or the kbf staff uh uh you know phenomenal support team around but you know he kind of handed me the 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 show um both uh figuratively and literally the actual show <laughs> that they filmed for television 
as well as the tournament and the rains and all that. And I, I, I tell you what, uh, having Gene by my side, having Joe there, having Todd there, having Rob there, um, everybody back home behind the scenes, um, uh, Amanda and Lynette and so many others. Uh, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't put into words. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it was really, really good. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fish caught, a lot of money given away and a lot of amazingly good memories made. So, but we're going to get into all that stuff. We're going to have some of those conversations. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Seth Waldrop's in the house. Um, let's see, Jody Queen, what is up? Uh, Steven Stapleton in here, Brandon Hernandez, Nicholas Beltran, Rachel Dickerson, what's going on? Sean Self, what's up, baby? Representing that Villa Rica. Uh, we are VR Live, right, brother? Um, uh, he's got the right, he's got the right idea there. Here's what I want you guys to do. If you guys are new to the show, I want you to go and smash that share button. Let everybody know that you're watching. Secondly, I want you guys to, um, uh, to go in and, uh, and, and drop in the comment section and let us know where you're watching from. Uh, those are two things that we love to see happen and kind of see, uh, you know, get the show rolling and get conversation flowing there. So love seeing where you guys are tuning in for, make sure that you drop in the comment section and let us know where you're watching from. I'm. Uh, we've been having some technical difficulties. Uh, we're doing something a little different tonight, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, Jake uh, Harshman, who won the Hobie event um, down on Seminole the same weekend as the 10 was going on. Uh, holy crap, did that Seminole, Seminole tournament turn out to be just incredible. Uh, I mean, we all knew that it would. Hobie does a great job. AJ and all the team over there do a phenomenal job of, uh, of putting on a show. And, uh, uh, the conditions were tough, like straight up, the conditions were tough, um, down on, uh, down on Seminole and, uh, but Jake found a way to, uh, to come out with the win. And so I'm trying to, we're actually trying to get Jake on to, um, to see if we can have some conversation with him about his, uh, about his event and his win and, and how he did it. He's got a phenomenal backstory. And so we're trying to touch base now. I'm trying to see if I can get him loaded up here and see if uh, see if we can get him uh, get him to come here and have a conversation with us about his event down on Seminole. And then uh, and then we're going to roll in from there into Russ Snyder's coming on uh, around the nine o'clock hour uh, or so and uh, and talk about the 10 and his win down there and him just continuing his domination, his streak of uh his last three events have been major events and he's won all three of them so uh we're gonna have a conversation with him but uh let me see if i can get uh let me see if i can get jake on the phone and uh and uh see if we can see if we can pull him up here because the links that i have for him are not working so let me see if we can get this up and going and get a conversation uh with uh with jake going um but uh before we do all that let's kick this thing off right right What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Way In. I'm your host, Scott Butcher, and holy crap, have we got a show for you guys tonight. It's a two-parter. We are not only going uh, to have a, uh, an audio call with, uh, with Mr. Jake uh, Harsh, Harshman. I think I'm saying that right. Mr. Jake Harshman, the, uh, the uh, winner of the BOS series down at Seminole that Hobie puts on. Uh, he drove like 13 plus 16 hours, 16 or 17 hours to go down and, uh, and, and basically take $7,000 from 120 or so guys 
uh, that uh, that were all ready to go in there and ready to fire up under some pretty brutal conditions. So let me see if uh, if I can get Jake on the phone here and uh, and see if we can have some conversation with him and uh, and see what we can make happen here. So let's let's give Jake a call right now and uh, and see if we can have some conversation with Jake. You guys bear with me. This will be a little different than our normal normal kind of a process, but we'll see if we can make this thing happen and uh, and, see, and see if we can get this thing rolling right. See if we can get Jake here on uh, on uh, on the on the phone and have some conversation with him. Jake, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I hear you, buddy. Loud and clear, man. Sorry that this uh, this video uh, uh, kind of call is not working tonight. I'm trying not to show your number on national television here. Uh, <laughs> I got to turn my phone a little bit. So that way everybody doesn't see your phone number. Uh, you may get a bunch of uh, you may get a bunch of pics you don't want in your DMs. You know, uh, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> so what's up, buddy? I've got you. I've got your photo up on the screen here. Uh, you guys, are, if you're just tuning in, my apologies here. But we're gonna we're gonna push through this interview with Jake. This guy's got a phenomenal story, and and I I, I wanted to get I wanted to get with you last week, and and with everything that went on with uh with with the with the tin and all that stuff down there. We wasn't able to do it. I know you had a phenomenal interview over with the KBN crew, um, but uh, but wanted to get you some time on here, man, and and have some conversation with you. I love your backstory, man, and 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 so I, you know I wanted to do that. But first things first, man. Congratulations on uh, on the victory down at down at Seminole. I appreciate it, man. Um, it's I've, I've come a long way in a short period of time. <laughs> I mean, you really have got have come a long way in a short period of time. So if it's OK, man, let me give a little bit of your backstory for folks that may not know you. OK, um, so you did like 12 years or so in, in the Air Force, correct? Yeah, I was spent 12 years and a month active duty Air Force and separated in 2014. Well, hats off. So many veterans in this community. Uh, thank you for your service there. And now you work full time now as a police officer, right? Correct. Yeah. So you basically turned in one uniform for another. I, I guess that wife of yours, Sarah, right? Of uh, 15 years. I guess she just, she likes a man in uniform or what, bro? Uh, she doesn't always like a man. In, well, she doesn't always like this man in uniform. <laughs> um, it's debatable. Uh <laughs> No, you know, she, she's very supportive of, of everything, military career, uh, regular, you know, civilian career now. And, you know, she's been super supportive and she's been there the entire time. And I wouldn't know what to do without her, man. Dude, 15 years, bro. That's a lot. I mean, like I'm struggling to get to 12 years. Every, every, every morning I wake up and my wife's still here. I'm like, yes, I tricked her another well, day. At this point, you know, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> oh! And if you, you know, if, if you trade her in on a younger model, you just got to train that one all over again. Yeah, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you bathe in that, Jake. I am not going there, <laughs> my brother. I am leaving this interview and going upstairs to get in the bed with mine, who I know is watching. So I am not, I'm not, I'm not diving okay. in this path with you, my brother. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> I'd say that. I'd say that. Now you have, you have a 12 year old son, Jacob. Who, uh, who I got who I got to talk to earlier in a FaceTime interview with you. And, I mean, what a little stud you raised in there, man. Yeah, he's a good kid. He actually – he just made the honor roll this uh, marking period, too. So, that was kind of cool. That's impressive, man. A uh, kid in there with the honor roll, something – that's something I probably will never be able to say. Well, he's got his mother's brains. He doesn't <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Now, now let's get into kayak fishing a little bit here, big man. You, you, 
you legitimately late 2017. So, I mean, we're talking like, uh, you know, less than three years ago, uh, started, started getting into, uh, kayak fishing and you kind of found that through, you know, you, you kind of, you grew up bank fishing and doing some things, but never really aggressive bass fishing, correct? Yeah, man. When I, growing up, I grew up in Southwestern Pennsylvania and, um, nobody really had a lot of money in that part of, you know, that part of the, the state or really that part of the United States, but, um, grew up just wading in the Yawkegany River fishing for anything that would bite. I didn't care if it was a carp, if it was a sucker, a bass, trout, didn't matter. Um, if I snagged, uh, you know, some, some nasty stuff that I, I, as long as I was catching something, I was good. Um, and then, and then I joined the Air Force and went away for 12 years and basically touched the fishing pole maybe five, six times. Man. Um, and when I got out, I, uh, I needed something. I needed something to occupy my time. Um, I got out in 2014 and I bought my first kayak from Bass Pro Shops. The Ascend FS12, well, I don't know, it was, it was something, it was rather cheap. And it was something that introduced me to it. And I had it for like a week and I realized that I loved what I was doing. And I, I went and, uh, and I bought an old town predator PDL from. Oh, from, you upgraded quickly. Yeah. I figured go big or go home. Hey right? bro. That, you know, so many times we hear folks say buy your second kayak first. Right. So you're a testament to that. Is that what you're telling me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, if, if the Ascend kayak is all you can afford, oh. buy it because it puts you on the water. A hundred percent. When I realized how much I love being on the water, you know, the, the short two trips that I was out with that Ascend, I was like, no, I got to have something that's going to fit me a little better than this. Yep. And, you know, fortunately enough, I was in a financial situation that I could go get it. So I went and got it. Well, if you guys if you guys are if you guys are tuned in and you're watching in the comment section, if y'all don't mind, go in and drop in what your what your first kayak was and uh, and how long you had it. Did you keep your first boat longer than two weeks the way that Jake did? I'd love to see that down in the comments. And when Jake actually gets off of this phone call, he'll be able to go in and respond to you guys in the comment section down below as well. Uh, now you, I mean, you you got into that and started doing a little started doing a little bit of kayak fishing. Now that you said this earlier to me, and I, I honestly, the reason I want to bring this up, Jake, and I told you this, like, I think it resonates with so many of our watchers and so many viewers and so many new folks coming into the sport. Um, I, I mean, you really, you YouTubed heavy. You did a lot of tactical bassing and a lot of fluke master to start really kind of diving in and expanding the techniques and the styles of fishing that you're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, the first couple of times I was out and I, and I didn't catch anything. It was, uh, I, I hate to fail. So I'm like, I need to learn how to do this. And, you know, the first first two people that came up in a search for bass fishing was Tactical Bassin and and Gene Jensen. So, you know, to not there isn't too many better people that you can learn from than those three, no. three folks. So you uh you you definitely put in the uh the the old youtube education for sure <laughs> it's free yeah hey no exactly and you know and, and and i think i think so many people do that you know i dude i remember and not that i'm of any kind of importance in this sport because i'm not i'm just a dude who likes to talk apparently but i mean straight like i remember having a conversation like we watched a friday night live of fluke masters a couple of years ago 
and we were going to go fish a tournament the next morning up at, up in Rome, Georgia, where he lives. And he was talking about fishing that tournament. And I, dude, I remember, and this sounds, this totally makes me sound like a fangirl, but dude, I remember being excited that he was talking about it in a tournament that we were going to the next morning. And like, you know, and now he's one of my better friends in the industry and better friends in life. And, it, you know, it's just, it's funny how quickly this industry kind of consumes you, right? Dude, it's addicting. It's, it's more addicting than any drug I think you'll ever try. I, I mean, I don't recommend trying drugs. He <laughs> um, says the police officer. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, for me, it's, it's, you know, it keeps my job, re you know, relevant if yeah. you do drugs, but I don't want you to do drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a rabbit hole, Jake. That's a rabbit hole. Stay out of that hole. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it's it's totally addicting, and, and to to your point, last year I got to meet um, Gene down at Bienville when we were there for the ten invitational. Yeah, and um, I totally got my fangirl on, and I'm like, yeah. can I take a picture with you? <laughs> oh, dude, 100 percent, bro. Like, I, it, it, there's still times, man, where I'm, you know, we're riding in the road or we go in somewhere. And, you know, like I've gotten to the point now that I'm close enough friends with him that we, if like if we stop in a Bass Pro Shop. Like I make him take the Georgia hat off because otherwise you're in there for four hours. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, yeah. So, you know, so it, it's, it's a good thing, you know, and, and a bad thing, but shout out to Gene, shout out to Tactical Bassin. And now you've put what they've taught you. I mean, you've really put that to work and that competitive fire in you. Is that something natural? Is that something from your parents? Is that something that, that, I mean, where does that competitive drive come from, Jake? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's just, I can't say I got it from either one of my parents. Um, I think, I think it's just something that I developed over 12 years of being in the military, just yeah. trying to be, you know, the best at everything that you can, you know, possibly do. Um, you know, I, I try to instill that in my son with, you know, with reason, like I don't want him to necessarily be uh, this overly competitive narcissist or anything like that. But, um, you know, I think it's just something that, I just, it, it's me. It's who I am. I can't really pinpoint where I got it from. I got you. I got you. It makes sense. So now you started fishing, um, in the, uh, the mid Atlantic, uh, uh, kayak bass fishing trails. Uh, I mean, relatively, I mean, relatively quickly. I mean, you got into the local scene there and, and y'all got, I mean, you've got some sticks up in your area, right? Yeah, actually, so I actually started out in Kayak Anglers of Central Pennsylvania, and I did both them and MAKBF in 2018. Um, and, you know, there's there's some high-quality anglers up here. I mean, you got, in just the MAKBF, you got Jedediah Plunkert, Alex Foyka, um, you know, Aaron White, Josh Evans, like those guys. I, I tell you what, Aaron, I think Aaron White is one of those guys that is, that's just waiting for that opportunity he's going to stand on stages this year and 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 and, and throw checks above his head man i, I think he's yeah. a secret i hope so i mean aaron is sneaky good at what he does yep. he's sneaky because he don't talk about it yep um aaron's more like don't talk about it be about it kind of person but yeah he he's actually going to be running um makbf uh with with some help but he's going to be running makbf this year so I'm hoping he gets out on the national stage though and is able to get out there and do some work. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, on the other side of the state, uh, you know, I think three or so hours away at Russell Johnson, who, who, who's a hammer, right? Who? 
Russell. Oh, who? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not going there. Oh, he said who? Uh, you can tell Russell he's got my number. He can call me. Um, yeah, no, I, I, there's some guys out there. You know, you got your your Russell Johnson and you got your Jeff Rabbit, who is an absolute hammer in this yep. state. He doesn't travel a lot, but you don't want him to. Um, <laughs> you know, he, if he starts traveling, he's going to start cashing checks in a lot of places. But, well, with yeah. with the size checks that we're seeing grow in this sport and yeah. the opportunities that we're seeing in this sport, um, you know, now, you know, this is a Hobie's obviously Hobie's second year with the BOS series and they're doing phenomenal things and growing and growing. Uh, you know, we're just a couple of weeks away from potentially having, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, uh, uh, 10 guys in plastic boats walk across the stage at the 50th anniversary Bassmaster Classic. Um, I mean, dude, that's, I mean, that's like, it's insane. It's mind blowing, you know, and then you go to the KBF 10 house, which happened the same, this same weekend. And, you know, and these guys, uh, you know, essentially had, you know, over $50,000 paid out and spent on them over the course of a week in, a, in, a, in an event with no entry fees. So, you know, we're seeing this sport grow. I mean, you know, you went down to, you drove, bro. Let's just take this, touch these, state, these stats. Almost 17 hours to go down and, and by all, by, I mean, everyone, myself was, in, in, myself included, was jacked up to see the numbers and the fish that were going to come out of Seminole and the weather and the fish just did not play, did not play nice. Right. Those two things hated each other. Uh, the weather and the fish, dude, I think we did not have a day that was similar to the, to the next or to the previous all week long. It was constant change, constant front coming in. I don't think those fish had any clue what they, what they were doing or where they were going. Uh, just uh, brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to throw up here on the screen here real quick. I've got uh, I know that you can't see it, but but I've got uh, I've got the event totals here. And uh, on day one, um, I can't say his last name, but the hammer out of Florida, Josh counts, counts right? Counts. I, I mean, on day one, I mean, Josh in the first hour put up a hundred and one and a half inches, right? Yeah. On day yes. one, in the first hour, bro. Like when that broke, we were all down at the 10, like getting ready to do what we were doing down there on Friday. And I mean, like everybody just kind of took a, a collective gasp, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like, holy crap, what is fixing to go on at Seminole? <laughs> so so imagine from a competitor's perspective, I don't, oh my. I, don't, I don't look at the leaderboard until I upload my fish. Yeah. It's just something I do. I'll upload them as I catch them, but... When I upload that fifth fish, I just take a look to see where I'm at. So at like nine o'clock, I think it was like nine, somewhere around nine o'clock. Yeah. I read the board and I'm like, what? I mean, I can't even say what expletives came out of my mouth. <laughs> use, um, use your military language. Right. I, yeah. I mean, that was, I, but so here, here's, I like Josh. I got to meet Josh. He's a great dude. And, and, I, and I'm going to say this with a grain of salt. This is the mistake he made. He didn't put any pressure on any of us because we were all comfortable with second place after seeing that. Wow. What I mean, a statement. We knew. So, oh, so I, Jake, say that. Say that one more time for the guys in the back. We, we all were. I'm pretty sure everybody was comfortable with second place when old boy goes out and puts up 101 inches in the first hour. The first hour, guys. So. I think I had, whenever I uploaded my fifth fish, I think I had somewhere around low to mid-80s. 
And I think I was sitting in like second, third or fourth place or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, who, what, why, you know, but at that point in time, I, I just, I just I'm like, Hey, I just got to go fishing. Yeah. And, and that's basically what I did. I had no pressure on me the entire day one. I had no pressure on me the entire day two, because dude put up 101. I was expecting him to go out and put 98 up on the second day. Incredible. So I don't think there was any pressure on any of us. It wasn't like you were an inch behind or, you know, something like that. It was almost out of reach. Yeah. So it's just utterly impressive. And now, and now, and going into at the end of day one, I mean, you were, you're nine inches or so behind, right? I was exactly nine yep. inches, nine behind. inches behind. So going into day two, uh, I mean, Jake, what, where was your head at going into day two? Honestly, you want to know? Yeah. It's seven o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in my car trying to figure out why people would make unsalted saltine crackers. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. <laughs> scroll scroll back through my posts on Facebook and you will see <laughs> at like seven o'clock in the morning I posted why would someone make unsalted saltine crackers? <laughs> You're not like, okay, so I mean, so to say that your head is in it but not in it is a fair statement. <laughs> dude I, I had no pressure like when, when i got on the water um and and i'm gonna try to remember this statement this text um to my wife i i actually i texted her something and i was like you know hey thank you for being a huge support system thank you for being my rock um hold on a second i gotta read it to you because you're not gonna believe this stuff that i was saying to her that that morning oh dude you were feeling bad about going 17 hours down and 17 hours back and being gone from a week with the wife and the kid and you had the guilt going at the boat ramp in the morning huh no it wasn't even about that man it, it was completely you i might even just blow your mind oh dude i'm i'm ready well, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Apparently, we talk a lot. <laughs> Dwayne Beatty goes, this is not a lie. I commented on that, too. <laughs> you got uh, you got folks commenting left and right, dude. I tell you what, man, you you have you have proven to have quite the fan base. And I think some of that comes. I mean, we we, we kind of glazed over it. But you were last year's AOI for the for the Mid-Atlantic KBA, uh, Kayak Bass Fishing League, right? Yeah, dude, I, I had a really good year last year. Um Last year, I, I started out with a uh, an unfortunate win because someone was penalized and, and I had to and I moved into first place from second. And then um, I won two more times in the Mid-Atlantic Series and I won uh, another charity event in KA. But I ended up winning. Um, I, I won their last event, which really solidified the Angler of the Year last year. It was it was a good year. I mean. Um, I had a couple other top 10 finishes. I did finish in the top 10 at the upper Chesapeake Bay trail event, but it's almost like home water for me. So I expected to be there. I gotcha. But, but so on, on February 2nd at 7.07 AM, I texted my wife and I said, I don't expect you to be awake, but when you do wake up one, I hope you feel better Two, your support for me is unreal. I'm lucky to have you. I love you. I'm going to hold on a second. Oh, please don't, don't tell me I lost. I said, I said, I'm going to do this today because you're my rock. That's what I said. That's what I texted her at seven o'clock in the morning was I'm going to do this today because you're my rock. Dude. I, I, you, you know how much of a stickler I am for the wife 
and the love and the support, man. I that I just I, I round of applause, man. Absolutely, I just what 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 a class act, man. What 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 I love about you is how you carry yourself, the the pride that you have in who you are and who your family is, and being comfortable in your skin, but being motivated and being driven from an internal force. Dude, that's something you can't fake. And real recognizes real, right, Jake? We had this conversation earlier, and yeah. and 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 I think that's why you have the fan base and the and gaining the ground that you are is because you're that guy, man. Is is these folks that are coming into this community? Is, you know, we're we're still very much a growing sport and a growing community. We talk about that almost every week here on the show. But but for you to come in in just three years, win an AOI locally. And then go into one of the bigger events of the season in the inaugural kickoff of the season, um, and 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 basically, you know, have to go in and grind on day two. Um, I mean, you would. I mean, you were in second place. Like, I mean, you were. You set yourself up for success on day one, but day two was a grind. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna like. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus here, but I mean, fifth place, I believe, overall was Craig Die, right? And he only caught nine fish for the entire event and took fifth place. It, it was, it was tough, man. I mean, the, the weather changed significantly from day one to day two, like day one was overcast and cloudy and cool. And then day two came around. And I mean, it, you know, after the morning cold wore off, I mean, the sun got really high and the wind started blowing. I think it made it really tough for the guys down on the main lake. I wasn't fishing the main lake. I, I chose to fish my strengths and I went with what I felt most comfortable with because that entire week of pre-fishing, I caught five fish. Man, so. man. Well, Jake, dude, I, I can, will you come back another time? Can we get these kinks worked out uh, on the video, bro? Like I, like I want to have you live and dude, I can, I can sit and talk to you forever. Uh, <laughs> You're the only person that's ever said that to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mind whatsoever coming back. I mean, you know, scheduling conflicts are. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I, I know, I know you work hard providing for, you know, for the wife and the kid. I get it. Um, but dude, I, I, there's so much to touch on so much more to pick up on. Uh, I I've, I've got Russ Snyder's uh, the, uh, the reigning 10 champion in the green room right now, getting ready to talk about the 10. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I want an opportunity, man, like you, I mean, you obviously growing in the sport and having the success that you're having. I mean, obviously I want to give you an opportunity. You got sponsors to think. Um, yeah. I mean, if I can hit on those. Absolutely, bro. The the, the Um, mic is yours. Huge. Thank you out the old town. You know, they, they made a boat that, that made it possible for me to fish the Flint river in the heavy current. Um, that predator hole design is designed to cut water. And I would not have been able to fish that current the way I fished it without that boat. Um, that is key. That, um, you're putting them PDL to work. And I noticed, and I'm not trying to, I mean, like you went barefoot, bro. On day-, uh, yeah, day two, I went barefoot. Dude, day one was cold, but day two, once that sun got up, man, my feet started sweating. And I didn't want to have funky feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to take off the, the, the NRS boots and, you know, just just rock it, dude. We, hey, no, I, I I'm not judging, bro. I think Christine's the only one that has a toe problem. I, I think the rest of us are good. Yeah, but you know, hey, back back to the important stuff, right? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, um, five mountain outfitters, Brian uh, Brian Swingle, he has a shop up in Chickasaw, Pennsylvania. 
on probably one of the most beautiful stretches of the of the Susquehanna River. Um, he's he's a big supporter of mine, big sponsor. A uh, huge shout out to Trey Leach from Innovative Sportsman. I know you know who he is. Oh man, products are capable. Uh, yep. He retrofitted a grass blaster onto my PDL. What? Change a lot of things for people who have that PDL and fish in grass. So wait to see. That's coming out. That's going to be out. Um, Man, a grass yeah. blaster on that PDL. Like you said, that PDL is, I mean, I mean, people talk about it all the time. I don't fish heavy current like that a lot. Let's be honest. I don't fish a lot at all. I'm terrible. But I mean, you, I, you know, I've heard you and so many others, you know, in that, that, that are PDL driven that, that, I mean, that, that boat in the current, like it's money. It, it's, it's an overall, it's a really fast hole. It's a really fast boat. 10 to one gear ratio drive. I think, I think is what the pedal drive system is. I mean, it's not uncommon to pedal that thing in a 36 inch, 13 and a half foot boat that weighs 115 pounds. I can make it go five, five and a half miles an hour sustained. Dude, that's impressive. Impressive. So, I'm sorry. I mean, that's what most people with torpedoes are getting. Yeah. You know, now granted, they're going to have a lot a lot longer battery life than my legs are, but a pedal drive is still, you know, going that far, you know, that fast in a pretty good distance is, is pretty amazing. So I don't, I don't know, man. Once my battery dies on my torpedo, my legs are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, a couple, just a couple other quick ones. Um, Temple Fork Outfitters. Uh, I'm, I'm on the staff with them and Amphibia Eye Gear, as well as there's a local bait guy that makes me some stuff. That, and he actually made me some trailers that were pretty key to to my success down there because I was skipping a chatterbait up underneath some tree canopies. And and when you're skipping those long trailers, they tend to bend over and get caught in the hooks of those chatterbaits, especially the jackhammer. Yep, absolutely. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. He made he made me a trailer similar to the Yamamoto, but with some different links and stuff like that. And he just made it about uh, maybe about a half inch shorter, um, but it doesn't bend over. It's got more rigid connections it doesn't bend over and get caught in the hook so when you're skipping stuff underneath the trees and docks like if i'm skipping a chatterbait up under trees and docks that's the only trailer i'll use because it doesn't bend over and get all bent up and mess up the action dude i tell you what man it's amazing to me to see a, a, a gentleman like yourself a competitor with the fire that you have to be Straight up, to be as green, and I don't mean this disrespect, disrespectfully, we've had this conversation, but for you to be okay. as green as you are in the sport, to hear you weave your way through these questions, to hear you give the answers, to talk about the products and the companies that you're involved with, bro, round of applause. If you guys are taking notes at home, this is what a pro in this community sounds, looks, and carries himself like. Uh, if you guys are not, uh, not, are not already following uh, Jake Harshman, uh, make sure you get on. It's Jake Harshman fishing, right on on Facebook. Uh, no, it's that. It's actually on Facebook and Instagram. It's P A Papa Alpha Period Kayak Bassin. P A Period. Do it again for us one time. P A dot Kayak Bassin. All right, bro. I'm throwing that up on the line here so everybody can take a look at that. And when you hop off, man, you can jump back on here and 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 and, and chime in here with Russ. Uh, and talk to us a little bit more and, and drop links and stuff like that, dude. Uh, 
Jake, man, I, 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 what's, 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 what's next on your schedule? Where are you fishing next? Uh, the next stop is going to be Logan Martin, and then right after that, I'm going to be at Lake Norman. Dude, your, I mean, your, your, your 2020 schedule is, is is filling up quick, right? Dude, it's huge. It's 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 the most traveling I think I've ever done um, for anything in one year. I got Logan Martin, Lake Norman, uh, locally. I got the Upper Bay, the Potomac River, and then I'm going to Lake Erie, then Chickamauga. Dude, I well, I we will for sure cross cross paths at a couple of these events. I can't wait to shake your hand, man. You know, see you again. I know I saw you last year down at down at the down at the ten. Um, but but uh, I mean, you know, as long as you keep bringing home checks like this one that we got on screen here that uh, that you took home from the BOS series in Hobie, uh, you know, this is a seven thousand dollar check. Mama Sarah likes that, right? Oh, Mama Sarah likes it. She, she's already talking about some, something she wanted. And I'm like, but there's this, you know, fishing rod. Uh, <laughs> no, gee, I'm going to get her something. I don't know what I'm going to get her. Oh, me, man. Well, dude, you, you, you're a class act, man. Uh, a genuine uh, a professional. Congratulations on the, on the Hobie victory, bro. Um, and, and I, the way you carry yourself and the way that you handle yourself on the water I don't think that this is the last time that we will have a conversation. I uh, I hope for more success for you later on this season, my brother. I hope I hope so too, man. And I appreciate you having me on. And we will definitely make some time for me to get back on here and maybe do a full night with you and talk. Dude, I, I I actually want to do. I want to get on and do a roundtable. Um, you know, and then maybe once we get into this and we get a couple of these events, like you know, I want to have you know maybe if we you know if we get two or three different winners across these different events, man. Like like we're we're pumping this stuff out, man. I love doing these shows. I love having these conversations with you guys. And so I've got some ideas. We've got a couple of things churnings with some of our sponsors and some of the stuff we're doing. So, uh, dude, anytime you need any of that, anything out of me, Jake, dude, I'm a fan of yours. Let me know how I can help you, my bro. I appreciate it, Scott. And I'll definitely be hearing from you soon. Yeah, not a problem, man. Much love to Jacob, the 12-year-old, and, uh, and to, and to Miss Sarah. Go give them some love. And uh, I appreciate your time, Jake, man. I, I mean it a lot. And once again, congratulations. Thanks, buddy. I'm going to hop back on now. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Bye. All right, guys. That right there was Jake Harshman. Uh, if you guys are seeing on the screen there, he called in here for the show. Uh, I know that's a little different than the way that we normally do it here, but uh, we I, I, I had to have some conversation with that guy. He is just proving himself to be a perennial stud, and, and you guys can hear just right there and having conversation with him. What a professional um, on and off in the water and the way that he carries himself and, and what he's doing. Uh, big thank you for his, uh, his, you know, his 20 plus years of service, um, not only into the air force, uh, but to the, uh, to the police department as well. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, this, this community is tight knit and, uh, you know, we, we see a lot of veterans. We see a lot of guys, um, you know, come in and, uh, and get into this and almost looking for that brotherhood that they had in the service or they had in the community. Um, with what they were doing and, and so many guys find it and latch onto it. And I think that's a big part of what makes this community pop. Um, up next in the green room right here is Mr. Russ Snyders. Uh, we're fixing it ready to have him on and talk about the 10 and the 10 invitation on everything that went down at Kissimmee sports. Um, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome to the weigh in. I'm your host, Scott Butcher. We are on episode 44 and we are proudly presented to you guys by fish USA um, and, uh, if you guys are, if you guys are aware, uh, I'm going to announce winners whenever we get done here with Russ, but we gave away, or we set you guys up for success with the fish USA forecast to go in and pick, 
uh, uh, winners in, in the order of the 10. And uh, point blank, we knew it was almost impossible to do to get all 10. No one even came close. Uh, but we are, I do have the names for five folks that we drew at random earlier today that are each going to get a $100 Fish USA gift card. Um, if you guys haven't already, make sure that you check out fishusa.com. They are America's tackle shop. And uh, it's uh, uh, we're really proud to partner with them. They have invested heavily in not only uh, financially, uh, monetarily, um, emotionally, physically. They they are popping in and out of events all over the country with uh, with with uh, kayak fishing and, and kayak bass fishing and supporting this community and these anglers. And so uh, big shout out, big thank you to uh, to Fish USA. Make sure you use the, the promo code tackle your dreams and save some money there as well. Um, Without further ado, guys, uh, the champ himself, uh, honestly, the phenomenon, uh, this guy spending a week with him and getting to know him better down here at the 10 house. Uh, I, I just, there, I already had a ton of respect, but the way this man carries himself and the focus that he has, it's just, it's incredible. And so, uh, you guys, we had conversation with him right before the 10, uh, the, the trip down to the 10, and now we're bringing him back because he is the reigning 10 champ. Uh, Mr. Russ Snyder's, ladies and gentlemen, you guys make sure that y'all give him a round of applause. Smash that like button, smash that hearts. What's up, buddy? How are you? Scott, doing good, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem, man. Thanks for coming on with us, dude. How you feeling, man? Is it sunk in? It's been a little over a week and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, just finally. Uh, just got back, you know, I extended the stay down in Florida a little bit with a few of the guys and just got back down a couple days ago. Uh, back to Tennessee, it's, you know, finally starting to, to sink in after, uh, you know, it's an incredible couple of weeks I had down there. It's, it's an awesome experience. And, um, yeah, it's good to be back. And I'm not going to be here long, though. I'm taking off, I think, this, this Sunday to go to the next one. So, I mean, what you know, what a grinder, man. You know, and, and, I, and I just touched base on that a little bit. But, I mean, Russ, dude, really spending this week with you down there and with all of the guys in the house, I mean, honestly, dude, for me, what a treat. I know my feelings on it, but I, let's start at the house and start with the other competitors. Uh, this was, I mean, what what was that compared to what you thought it was? We talked about what you thought you were walking into. We a week and a half removed. What was it coming out? If you could look, if you look back on it now, what was this house? I mean, this it, this trip? it was above and beyond anything I, I could have ever dreamt. To be honest, uh, Chad just he. He went above and beyond, man, just uh, between the prize pack and all the food that was catered and a giant mansion that we're all staying in. We've got to hang out and watch the Super Bowl after on a, you know, projection screen, you know, theater and hang out and play some pool. I mean, it had everything there and it, it was, uh, it was quite the experience for sure. It was, is uh, something of a, definitely on my list of, you know, goals as far as trying to get back to it and, uh, make the next one. Um, I think anybody who experienced that wants wants to get back. Yeah, I tell you what, if you guys are just tuning in, make sure y'all smear that, share that. Little mm. I can't speak anymore. Make sure you smash that share button and let everybody know that we're in here right now talking with the ten champ, uh, the uh, the reigning AOY. And uh, uh, I mean, your list of accomplishments just continues to grow. Todd at the award ceremony threw out threw out a stat that I was unaware of at the time. I just hadn't put it together the way that Todd did, but you, your last three events were all major events you went into and won all three of them. Uh, can you, t I mean, what's your <laughs> thoughts on that? Is that, I mean, 
Uh, I mean, obviously a little bit of luck involved in that too. I mean, things really have to line up and things have to go right in order to win any tournament and to win three in a row like that. It's crazy. I, I would never could have dreamt of that happening. Uh, I've seen that, I guess in sports, you know, whether it's fishing or any competitive sport, you know, you see momentum and you see people kind of get on a roll and, uh, especially fishing, you know, so much of it is mental, uh, just being in that, that good headspace and uh, not second guessing yourself really plays a big part in it. Um, I don't I don't know how long I'm going to be able to uh, keep this going. I'm, I'm going to keep trying. But um, like you said, any, there's so many things that that can go wrong during a tournament. Uh, and the fact that everything just seems to be going right is it's it's crazy. I, I don't, it's hard to explain, I guess. Well, now let's 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 get into the tournament a little bit because on day one, um, I, I mean, you fished a body of water um, that uh, that there wasn't it wasn't crowded, right? I mean, you you I mean, as to my knowledge, on day one, I think there was two or three of you on this body on this entire body of water, right? Yeah. So I guess let's start going going into pre fishing. Um, you know, I know there was, so, so we had the whole Kissimmee chain, which was Toho, Kissimmee, uh, Cypress, and Hatchinaha, uh, as well as a, a number of other smaller lakes that aren't connected onto the Kissimmee chain. And, uh, you know, going into the tournament, all of us, you know, knew that there was a big Bassmaster Open event uh, the weekend prior. Uh, so all of the, and they were only fishing the, the Kissimmee chain, you know, they couldn't get to yeah, the smaller lakes. They lake. couldn't get the small body. So, yeah, so all those lakes just got absolutely pounded by boats. Um, and, you know, those lakes de definitely have some of the biggest fish in the country, really. So when they're on, I mean, there's nothing that can really compete with it. But uh, after seeing what the weights were for that Bassmaster event uh, and just kind of getting the feeling for a couple of those lakes, the first day I got out there, I went to Toho. Um, and I, I just felt like those fish were pressured. I was in areas where I felt like there was some fish, but you just got the feeling that, all right, these fish have been, been beat up and not to say that there aren't fish out there to be caught, but it was, it was a lot of work. I felt it was going to be a lot of work to, to really find a group that, that hadn't been messed with too much. So pretty early on in my pre-fish, you know, I, uh, I wanted to give some of the smaller lakes a chance. And, um, one of the ones that I went to, I think it was my second day of pre-fish, uh, I'm not going to say what lake it was exactly, but I was, yep. I was out there for, uh, for about half a day and, uh, you know, I got, I got a few, few decent fish. It wasn't, I wasn't crushing them by any means, but I got a, a few decent fish and lost one. I never saw it. That one felt really big. So, so I knew the place at least had potential. Um, and I'd go uh, next day, I think I went back to Kissimmee, you know, fished a couple more of the bigger lakes and, and really I said, I knew they were there, but it was so much just like trying to find a needle in a haystack because, I mean, there's just everything looks good and there's just so many weeds. There's They can be anywhere uh, and there's just so much water to try to break down. It, it just um, it was a little overwhelming. So, I, you know, I felt like these smaller lakes, you know, you know, the fish live in there somewhere and just through the process of elimination, uh, you know, you, you I just had had a better feeling that eventually, you know, if I had enough time, I'd, I'd figure something out. One of these smaller lakes. So, so, so now, I jumped around. Uh, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I'm, I, you're good. But yeah, I jumped around to a couple of the other small lakes after, you know, after I think a couple of days before the tournament, I, I already committed just after fishing Toho for half a day and Kissimmee for half a day and Hatchinahaw for half a day. I, I kind of told myself I was just going to commit to one of the smaller lakes. Is, and, is that a typical pre-fish day for you is kind of put in a half a day or kind of go, you know, bounce from spot to spot or, or do you kind of, it depends. It depends on how confident I am in an area. You know, a lot of times, unless I find something that, that looks decent, I'll usually bounce around a lot until I find something that I feel like has potential. Uh, and then I'll, I'll expand on that if I feel like it's necessary, which, which is what I did for this one. I, found, I went back to that smaller lake I fished on the second day. I'm like, all right, there's, there's definitely some fish in here. If I can just maybe expand on it a little bit. Uh, maybe I can really dial them in and, um, and you know, the thing about Florida fish is, is they get, especially this time of year too, during the pre-spawn is they get grouped up. Um, and there's, I'd say more so in Florida than anywhere else is there's just a lot of dead water. Uh, it's just tons and tons of dead water. And once you find a concentration of them, uh, it's just a matter of really slowing down uh, and really picking it apart and, and just, just hitting everything, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, the one smaller lake, I, I found a concentration of them. I, there's some good, just clear, tannic water. A lot of the lake was, was pretty silty, and there's a kind of an algae bloom going on. But uh, I found an area that, that had some water flowing in. It was just a little tiny creek that was flowing in, but it was enough to – put some more clear water around there and um there was they were definitely concentrated in that area um you know going in i guess to uh, you know so i was committed to that to that spot for the tournament and the thing about that lake also is in the three half days i spent there pre-fishing uh, i saw a few crappie fishermen but i didn't see one bass boat on the whole entire lake that's uh, gotta make you feel good right it does. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing, you know, I talked to the local, a couple of the guys that live on the lake and run into at the docks and stuff. And they're, they always tell me like, Oh, this lake sucks. It's all silted. It's like, ah, you're not going to win anything here. And, <laughs> um, you know, and, and a lot of the lake was silted and a lot of it wasn't that great, but there was just a few little concentrations of fish. Um, and the thing is, is if, if there was pressure, if there was boats, like all it would take would be just a few boats on that lake. Uh, and I, it would have made it, it would have made a big difference. I wouldn't have caught near the fish that I did. I felt like anytime I got a, a lure in front of a fish, they were aggressive and they were going to eat it. Uh, even though there wasn't necessarily a bunch of them there. Um, but you know, being able to, to fish for fish that are unpressured like that was, was the biggest difference probably. I got you. So now, in 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 day one, uh, you uh, you ultimately, uh, I mean, you had a phenomenal day one. You you came in uh, in second place only by a quarter of an inch. So in a game of inches that we talk about all the time, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Tourney X uh, NRS leaderboard here up on the screen and and, and kind of walk us through this. Um, but uh, you you and Ken Wood um, were a quarter inch difference. Um, and, and several inches above the third place competitor and Cody Milton, um, last year's 10 champion. Um, you know, this, 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 this was a mix, you know, this was kind of what was going on, but I mean, you, you had to just be riding a high of confidence knowing that there was only a quarter inch between you 
and Ken. Now, at the end of day one, I'm not giving out any spoilers here, but you and Ken were on the same body of water. Did you know that at the end of day one? I didn't. I did not know that. He said he went in. Like I said, when I was out there pre-fishing, I didn't run into anybody. I don't think anybody really fished there from the 10 Invitational. Uh, and Ken, you know, talking to him after day one, uh, I, I found out that, that we were fishing the same body of water. And he just kind of went there on a whim uh, just because I guess he didn't have a whole he, lot going he on. He picked it fishing. off a map. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Good call for, for, for both of us to the fish there because it was obviously the the right lake to be on but um yeah but it was uh you know after first day it was i was it was funny a lot of the fish in the area at least for me were either really small in that 12 to 14 inch range or they were in like that 17 to 20 inch range there i don't think i got hardly anything in between like 14 and a half and 17 and a half i don't i don't know if i even caught a fish in that in that range there but um but yeah, first day, you know, I had to weed my way through a lot of the smaller fish. I'd say two thirds of the ones I was catching were those smaller ones. And then every once in a while I get an 18 or 19. And um, at the end of day one, really to be honest, I was, I was a little bit worried uh, that I might have caught them all. Um, the way I was fishing, I guess say that, I guess the way I was on my first day, what I was doing is I was going way up into shallow water, in the six inches, a foot of water, back kind of behind these tule berms um, at the mouth of this little kind of ditch that was putting in some water. And, uh, you know, I was casting that they were up there shallow feeding. I was casting a fluke and you could see the weight coming from like five feet away and they just absolutely crush it. Um, but a lot of those fish that I was catching, I was actually seeing those fish a couple days before. Uh, while I was out there pre-fishing, I could almost call my shots because they were seemed to be hanging out in the same little tiny patch of, of uh, lily pads or you know whatever they were hanging on. Water's so shallow that once you got on top of them, you could see them. But well, you know if you could see them, they they wouldn't eat. So I had to make really long casts, and I caught a lot of the ones that I thought were already there. Um, and then um, you know, there's a few different things. I was fishing the fluke in the morning, and then there's that a little tiny ditch that was feeding water in, and uh, I was actually paddling over all this matted grass in this ditch. It was probably 75 feet of just really thickly matted hyacinth and like pennywort and stuff, and I had to push my my boat over, you know, while I was sitting in it with the with the paddle and just paddle over uh, all those weeds, and it, it would open up into this little tiny pond that was uh, maybe the size of a couple swimming pools, and uh, there's a bunch of duckweed in there and a bunch of clean water kind of pumping into it. And, uh, you know, I just pick it apart and start, start punching it. And I, you know, it was always good for a, for a bite or two in there. And then, uh, after that I'd move out into these big pad fields that were kind of out in front of all this, the berms and the little ditch right there. And, um, you know, it was a little harder to catch them out there. You had to definitely cover some more water and they weren't as aggressive, but it seemed like, you know, I go a couple hours sometimes without a bite, but once you find one, there was usually a couple more in the area. So, uh, you know, once I found a group, I just, I put my, my stake, you know, my, not my power pole, but my, I put my stake down. And, uh, a lot of times I wouldn't even make a cast, you know, for a few minutes, I'd, I'd be paddling through there. I'd see a fish or two spook. And then I'm like, I'd know that they were bass. There wasn't a lot of carp or, or gar back there. So I'd, uh, I'd stake down and, and just, 
you know, not even cast for like five minutes, just like kind of let the place settle down for a bit and then just pick it apart and fish and it really slow. That, that area, real, real methodical. Yeah. Yeah. And being, you know, just being quiet and stealthy was, was a really huge part of, of uh, being successful and catching fish. But you know. I, I think that's a phenomenal set of words to describe you both on the water and off is that quiet and stealthy and, and, and you know, and, and kind of having that mentality now on day two, you hit the water, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, same, uh, same ramp, same body of water. And, uh, and, and, you know, went back after your spots and went back after your fish. And ultimately, you know, we, you know, we had a house full of 12 of arguably the best guys in the world, uh, you know, uh, you know, fishing some phenomenal waters in an event where a lot of folks thought it was going to be a hundred inches a day. You were the only guy on day two to put up a hundred inches um, out of the house, your day two total was a hundred and three quarters of an inch. Um, and straight up, I mean, we can go here to the event totals. I mean, you won by, I mean, uh, uh, you know, almost 14 inches, um, in, in, in a, in a way, I mean, that's, that's a fish. I mean, you won by a fish and, and you know, and, and, you know, this wasn't just a win, you know, day one, a quarter of an inch, a game of inches. But I mean, you know, there, 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 there were some guys that were struggling to catch 14 inch fish and you won by 14 inches. It was, yes. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was a little worried that I caught them all day one and just cause I didn't see a lot of fish replenish from, from when I was there pre-fishing. But, uh, first, you know, second morning, the second day there, I, I uh, go back up in there into that shallow water with the fluke and, uh, the first three fish I caught were all, you know, fat female you know 18 to 19 inch fish uh that i wasn't seeing most of the fish i was seeing were males and that, that told me that a, a bunch of females had moved up into the area overnight which is just you know that's it's kind of lucky having that happen it could have been the other way around and you know they, if they weren't there <laughs> i wouldn't have done too well but but yeah a bunch of females moved up uh i ended up going back into that little pond and and punching one, uh, like 22 and a quarter, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny story, actually. I was go back into that pond, and there was this one big piece of wood, but it was underneath the water. And when I was back there, I kept bumping into it. And then I, uh, you know, before I can get a cast into it, but after bumping into it a couple times that first day, I, I remembered where it was and uh, I flipped in there and something just hammered it. And I, I set the hook. And like a, you know, that big seven pounder came cartwheeling out of the water. I didn't have it hooked. It did a whole cartwheel out of the water. And I thought I blew my chance. And, you know, 10 seconds later, I cast back in there and it actually grabbed it again. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, I got hung up on the log for a little bit. It was actually right by my kayak, even though the log was like 15 feet in front of me. So I had to keep, you know, get it back onto that log and get it unwrapped from it and uh, I was really fortunate to get that one for sure. Now, uh, I guess it was a 21 and three quarters. Not yeah. 22 and three quarters. So yeah. now let, let's fast forward here a little bit into, into the, uh, in, in, into that night when we, you know, we, we cut off the leaderboard a couple hours, an hour or so earlier than normal. Um, like I said, you had been on them. You had been catching them. You knew that you had done everything that you could do, but rolling into that night and we, and we fast forward and we get all through, uh, you know, 12, all with the number two, and we bring you and Ken Wood up. Uh, I mean, wh where, where was your, where were you at mentally in that moment? Um, I mean, I was excited. I was pretty sure I was kind of numb to it all. It's just been, it's, you know, 
it's all happening so fast and there's just so much going on and, and just the exhaustion aspect of it too. I hadn't slept and it's it'd been a while since I had a good night of sleep. I was working hard leading up to the tournament and Wall was there when I got off the water, I was prepping and so I was pretty exhausted and, and thrilled. There was a lot of a lot of different things going on all at once, but uh, I mean, I had a, a pretty good idea that I that I had it won. I mean, me and Ken kind of talked a little bit before before you know the award was presented, and um, so obviously I was I was thrilled about how the day went, and it's just kind of in, in disbelief at the same time. Um, but it was it was all really exciting. Todd turns around and and basically you know you know uh, you know announces to the world that it's a uh, you know that that it was it was not even close it was you know almost a 14 inch gap um, between you and second place and uh, you know and announces you were the winner and not only the not only the winner and recipient of a ten thousand dollar check um, but uh, but a title of 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 ten of, of the DZ the ten champion. Um, and some hardware that at the end of the day, the money's going to be spent. Uh, but you're now one of, of only five guys that can call themselves uh, 10 house champions. Uh, I mean, what, what is, I mean, has that, you think, has that resonated yet, Russ? I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely an honor just to have my name on there, at the list of, of all the other guys that have uh, won that tournament. And it's, uh, something I'm going to strive to, to make it back next year. And, and I mean, if I could do it again, that would, that would be awesome. But, uh, you know, fishing, you never know, there's always ups and downs and, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those sports that when things are going good, they're going good. And it, just as easily though, you can get in a big slump. So. Yep. Well, uh, we, we just talked earlier in the night with Jake, um, uh, Harshman who, who won, who won, uh, up on Seminole at the same time that you were down winning at Kissimmee. And, and, and the reason I reference that is, is having that fire and that competitive energy. I know that you're a competitor too on the water and off. Um, but, but I, I want, I, I want your thoughts on obviously, you know, no, you know, you don't want to give yourself a bunch more competition, but what you guys experience in this 10 is quite frankly, unlike anything else that, 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 that the community is seeing and the community is doing. And and KBF has already announced the stakes for next year for this event. I mean, is anybody, it at the same place? Uh, I they we didn't we didn't they haven't announced that, but they've announced the payouts and that 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 hasn't been announced yet. You you you're not going to catch me on that. Um, but uh, somewhere else, I'd tell you where I was fishing. But I'm just what? Uh, it's well, well, we're not we haven't they haven't announced where where it's going to be next year. But but for anybody who is contemplating fishing these circuits and working their way into this house, what would you tell them, Russ, about this experience and, 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 and coming to be a part of the 10? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's everything. Like I said, I, I really had no idea going in, uh, especially, I guess last year I have heard about the 10 and the 10 invitational and, and didn't really know all, all the details. And it probably wasn't until uh, really right before the trail series championship when I, you know, I had a good you know, and I knew I was going to make it. Then I started asking a little more questions and seeing what it was all about. And, they, uh, you know, really got, got excited, um, anticipating going, going there and being able to experience all that. But, um, it's it gotta be at the top of my list, you know, even more so probably than if I had a choice between angler of the year or, or the 10, I mean, I guess if you get angler of the year, you're, you're going to get, if you get angler of the year, you're going for sure. 
it's going anyways. But uh, I think, you know, number one goal for next year is make it back to, to experience that again. Just, I mean, the coolest part was just being able to be all in one house with everybody that you're competing against and all the, the best kayak anglers in the country, you know, uh, all being in one place and, uh, and it, you know, just the, the fact that they, they take care of you so good really takes off a lot of, a lot of the stress I felt like usually when I get off the water, I've always, you know, try to fish from dawn to dusk. I think, you know, every minute I can, I try to make the best, best use of it. And, uh, you know, usually I get back and I'm having to, to work on all this tackle and try to find a place to get some food and prep food for the next day. And, uh, you know, I try not to eat out at fast food. I try to eat pretty healthy. And a lot of times I'll, I'll make my own food and stuff just so I don't have to spend the extra money or go to restaurants where, you know, who know, one time I went to a restaurant before a tournament got food poisoning and <laughs> so I don't want to risk that anymore. Uh, but the, you know, they served us high quality, just awesome food and had our lunches packed for us. And, uh, it just gave us so much, you know, give us so much more time just to kind of relax and be able to socialize with one another and hang out. And it just, uh, really, I felt like it really just took, took a lot of the pressure off, uh, just having that extra time and having all those, those comforts, you know, provided for you. Now you already touched base on it earlier, and we'll touch base on it briefly. But I mean, you hung out an extra day, and we all watched the Super Bowl. Uh, we ate like kings and hung out, and and just kind of chilled. And then, uh, and then there was a big group of us that got up the next morning on Monday morning, and actually, instead of going north, a lot of us went south and uh, and and went down and and fished some other water, and uh, and just went out and had a good time. And 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 I mean, you know, for me getting the opportunity to, you know, to, to, to grab a rod and to go fish with you guys was, you know, uh, an experience that I'll never live, you know, that I'll never forget getting to spend time on the water with a group of hammers like yourselves. Uh, you know, I learned a lot and, uh, and caught some fish and got to witness, uh, you know, Josh's, uh, you know, right. new PB with his, uh, you know, 11 pounder. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, you know, I just, I think the whole experience, man, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm super excited for where the sport's going what this community is doing and uh dude and and i tell you what man we we could not have a better representative in uh in our in our aoy and now 10 champion and we're seeing a trend you know we we've yeah. touched on on uh on uh on, on jamie dennison winning the aoy and then winning the 10 cody milton winning aoy and winning the 10 and now russ snyder's winning aoy and winning the 10 three for three uh, you know, you know, can and will that be duplicated next year? And like you said, you've already got your your eyes set on the ten, and really wanting to do what Cody Milton didn't do this year, which was be the first back to back ten champion. I mean, yeah, one can only hope. We'll uh, just gotta take it step by step, and uh, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see where it takes me. But um, yeah, those few days after though, where that was probably some of the maybe the highlight of the even better than winning the tournament. I, I don't know, but it, it was such a fun time. You know, I, I know Josh pretty well, so we fished together a handful of times, but uh, just kind of getting to know Cody last year, but being able to, to be on the water with him and uh, and Matt Scotch too, is the four of us, and getting to know him yep. was, was, was great. We got along really well. We all had a lot in common. And, uh, we stayed, I, I had a buddy back from, uh, knew him back out from California, but he, he's from Florida and he bought a little piece of property uh, out there right by the stick marsh 
and uh, he was out there just by chance doing doing some work on his property for a couple of weeks. So, so all four of us had a place to crash, and uh, he came out fishing with us too. And uh, we stuck around for like three, four days, I guess. Eric Siddiqui came. He, yep. you know, he heard about Eric was on the phone. When Josh called That's that, and, and instantly went back to the ramp to load up and come south. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess Christine came too. She's a day day late as far as well. She wasn't. She, she was a day on the late. board yesterday, right? I, yeah, I was a day. Uh, I left a day earlier. I guess is what it was. Yeah, that's ultimately what happened. Around. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was that was such a great experience. Just getting to know those guys really well, and uh, and everybody in that house was just um, you know everybody was, was really friendly and, and was easy to get along with and. Uh, it's a very diverse group too. That's that's what's I mean, definitely in the sport in general. There's just all different uh, types of people, young, old, and um, you know, all different kinds of personalities. But they all kind of share the same common interest, which is which is kayak bass fishing. And uh, and uh, no matter who they are, you know, share that interest. It's, it's easy to get along with yep. with anybody. Brad Case, I don't know if you're listening or not, but he just called you old. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but uh russ man i i thank you so much for taking your time tonight to come on with us man uh yeah, man. you're uh what what's what's next for you where's what's where's your next event i'm heading out sunday sunday or monday i don't know for uh lake fork for the hobie uh then i'm gonna go to logan martin and then i think i'm going back to fork is the bass on fork before yeah the, yeah the the, the, yeah Yep, it's two weeks. It's two weeks later. It's back on Fork. Geez. So yeah, Fork, uh, Logan Martin, and then back, back to, to fork. fork, and then back to then back to Alabama for the national championship. Man, uh, well, I I will for sure see you at at least two of those, maybe three. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, man, I just I, I I think the world of you, dude. You're you're a champ in everything that you do on and off the water, Russ. And man, uh, and you proved it once again, man. Uh, uh, you know, I I, I want to see you carry this streak out, bro. Go, uh, go, go win it on Fork. Fork, yeah, go four for four, bro. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. I'd also really like to thank my sponsors, uh, Hook One Outfitters and Irod Fishing. Uh, just with all the success I've had recently, they, they've really stepped up and uh, they've really supported me. And I'm, I'm so grateful for, for everything they've done. And I'm going to continue to work hard to, to promote those brands. Oh, absolutely. Hook One is, I mean, Hook One's huge in the community, huge in the sport, obviously with both of their locations up there in Tennessee and everything they do online, everything that Hook One does back in the community. You know, what, you know, what a phenomenal group of guys that you guys have up there. And you guys, I mean, y'all have a, y'all have a, a hardware store of hammers inside Hook One in your own little community there. And I know that you guys are a tight group. And then Irod, obviously, you know, make some of the, you know, some of the best rods, uh, you know, out there and, uh, you know, and, and you continuing to, uh, to set the hook in the manner that you do only goes to show the, uh, the strength and durability and, 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 uh, uh, you know, and, and, and versatility that, that, that their line has for the, for the style and the, and the type of water that you travel across this country to fish with. So, um, Definitely. super cool, man. Yeah. Super cool. Thanks, Scott. Well, I appreciate. It. I got your SD card, by the way. I want to tell you that. Before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to get that back from you. I'm missing some, dude. There's there's stuff everywhere. I've got some of Chad stuff here. I, I think I think Fluke ended up with somebody else's motor. Like it, <laughs> like there's just stuff everywhere. I've got some rods that I know for a fact are not mine. So I got <laughs> we got to get some stuff straightened out and figured out. But we'll all meet up in a parking lot again and do a big swap. 
I'm sure we will, man. Well, I really, really appreciate you having me on and uh, giving, giving me the opportunity to talk. And, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you soon. And hopefully we can do this again uh, in the future. Hey, hopefully we do it again in a week or two when you went on Fork, right? I hope so. We'll see. I hope so too, buddy, man. Love talking to you. And uh, good luck on Fork, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Scott. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Guys, Russ Snyders, what a champion. That man, I'm telling you, if you guys have never had an opportunity to be around him and to see the way that he carries himself and to see how meticulous he is with his gear and his prep and the work that he puts in before he ever gets in the truck to go to the water, um, it's it's for, for a non-competitive angler like myself, it's truly mind-blowing to see the work that goes in to the end result of, of win after win after win. It just, it, it really, really is. I mean, I mean this, this, this guy, all of these guys in the 10 house, but, but Russ just, he's doing something different and, and yeah, you can say that it's a hot streak and you can say that it's confidence and this, that, whatever. Um, you know, uh, you know, we had this conversation last year with Cody and the year before with Jamie Dennison. Um, but, but what Russ Snyders is doing and the way that he carries himself, uh, you know, much like Dennison is still somebody to fear. Uh, Cody Milton is somebody to fear when they're on the water. And so many of these guys that are in this house, every one of these guys is a hammer and can come take your paycheck from you on any body of water that they're on. I actually seen earlier on one of the forums where somebody mentioned that they saw Russ Snyders had signed up for the fork event. And, uh, and guys were having comments back and forth about, oh crap, you know, now, now, you know, now the competition's getting heated because when Russ Snyder shows up, when he backs that truck up and dumps that boat and puts that torpedo in gear, it, uh, it's showtime. And, and that guy is coming, he's focused and he's ready to cash a check and he's been doing it time and time and time again. So, uh, guys, if, uh, if you guys are uh, just tuned in, make sure that you go back in and check out, uh, episode 44 here of the way in you can find this on all of the podcast platforms uh i'll get it uploaded to youtube tomorrow you can always find it on uh kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the way in i'm your host guy butcher and i'm going to rally off some names here i hope i get these right but these are our five 100 gift cards if it's you drop a comment in the comment section if it's not you but you know them make sure that you go in and tag them in here and i will get with them sometime before the end of the week to get some information from them in private DM so that we can make sure that they claim their fish USA gift cards. Each of these five names is going to receive a $100 gift card um, for putting in their submission for the fish USA forecast. So without further ado, here we go. Uh, Casey Abbott. I think I'm saying that correct. Casey Abbott is the first winner of a hundred dollar gift card from fish USA. So if you are Casey Abbott or, or you know who that is, make sure that you tag them um, down in the comment section here. Number two was Ryan Pierce. Ryan Pierce. So make sure that you tag them. Casey Abbott, Ryan Pierce. Uh, our third $100 Fish, Fish USA gift card is going to go to Jason Gardner. Jason Gardner. Joshua Tatum. Joshua Tatum. And our final one is going to go to a Lisa Hartman. Lisa Hartman. So if you are one of these five names, guys, Lisa Hartman, Joshua Tatum, Jason Gardner, Ryan Pierce, and Casey Abbott, you five are the grand are the winners of the $100 Fish USA forecast, uh, Fish USA gift card. 
Um, make sure that you guys hit me up in the DMs and I'll get uh, get your names and get your list. If I haven't heard from you in 24 hours, 48 hours or so, I will try to reach out to each of you guys and make sure that you guys are with the, are, are here and watching this. Um, other than that, uh, big thank you to Jake Harshman, um, the Hobie BOS uh, champion down on Seminole. And a big thank you to Russ Snyders, who is your 10 champion um, and took home a $10,000 payday and bragging rights for the rest of his life of being uh, being a champion among champions there in the 10 house. Uh, you will see both of these names again on leaderboards left and right. And, and I guarantee you they will both hold checks above their heads again before the end of the season, um, if not next week. So uh, congratulations to, uh, to all of those guys. Congratulations to the winners. Um, I'm your host, Scott Buescher. As always, telling you guys to tackle your dreams, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya! Did any of you guys see the MLF today where the guy jumped in the water after the four-pounder? Did anybody see that? That was amazing footage. I mean, like, he knew he could feel that fish was in a brush pile and literally set his rod down, stripped down, and jumped in the water and pulled out a four-pounder, like, just in the water, like, swimming in 50, 